Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. Don't Keep Your Day Job is supported by Pocket, your space to absorb all the amazing content you find on the web. Fill the Pocket app with those articles, long reads, and videos that catch your eye and create a quiet corner to focus on your interests. Transform the way you read with Pocket from Firefox. Download from your app store. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How's it going? How was your Halloween? Did you guys dress up? Um, my kids dressed up. I I uh, was there supporting them. What were they? Let's see. My youngest was Minnie Mouse. My middle daughter was an LOL doll. If you guys know what those are, they're like all the rage with the little kids. And my oldest uh, wanted to be a policeman. She was a cop. Um, it was fun. It's always fun to get candy. And one of our listeners, Erica Price, uh, she's also starting her own podcast called Ready, Pause, Go. She sent me these amazing chocolates packed on dry ice. Uh, these like caramels. So cool. I did a little video about it in my Insta story. Thank you, Erica, for those caramels uh, that really raised the bar. <laughs> Nothing came close to that. Um, so you guys, I want to talk today about some of your wins, some of the things that are, are happening. I want to talk about the strides that you guys are making. And I want to tell you how impressed I am with you. And I wanted to tell you something that I, I spoke to a friend today. Um, I was talking to her about a meeting I just had. I met with this awesome woman, Liz Warner, who's going to be on the podcast soon. She's amazing. She, You'll hear all about her. She's been traveling the world, making incredible content. She also has been working at BuzzFeed for a while and she's a senior editor there. She's very, very talented and we're going to have her on the show. She can tell you about everything she's been doing. But she gave me the idea that we should start making other kinds of content. You know, She's like, I love your podcast. I love listening to your podcast. But what about people who don't listen to podcasts? What about people who consume content in a different medium, who want to watch videos? You know, What if you start making short form video, long form video? And she gave me these incredible ideas about putting together one minute videos videos for Instagram that sort of, you know, give a little soundbite and a little synopsis of the different episodes we've done, the different guests we've had on, some of the impactful quotes that they've shared. Um, she also talked about, you know, videotaping the episodes and we can start making videos uh, on YouTube where we put together the best parts of um, episodes and just bring a camera to these interviews and these tapings that we're doing. And the reason I was so jazzed about it when I left is I told a friend today, because we live in a climate, we live in a landscape where the more I can get busy making, the more I can grow my business. And, and that is so exciting because it used to be that you, di you didn't have much control. You went to work for someone else, somebody else gave you a paycheck. But now we live in a time where if we can just focus on what more can I make? What else can I create? Can I make a blog post? Can I create a Facebook group? Can I create a community? Can I, can I put together an event? Can I make some content, a podcast? Can I be putting things on Instagram? The more that we start making things and creating things, we build an audience. And we don't need a middleman. We can go directly to those people who would be the ones interested in our art or wanting to come to our gathering or wanting to come to our yoga class or wanting to buy those cupcakes that we're making. We've had incredible things start happening in this community and we're hearing about it on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. But I wanted to show you how exciting that is to me. I wanted you to see how when someone gives me the idea of something else I can get busy making, 
I can see, wow, that's going to help me level up. That's going to help me expand and grow what I'm doing. We live in a time like no other time ever in history where you can build what you want to build. You can find those people. They're all a click away. They're right there on the other side of your smartphone. So we just have to get busy making things. And I want you to be thinking about how do you build an audience? What can you be creating? What behind the scenes videos can you make? What stuff can you post on Instagram? What blog posts can you... Is there any information, any how-tos? Is there anything you want to take people into? Even if it's just sharing your life with them. Because at the end of the day, remember, people buy from you because they like you and they connect with you. And so that authenticity, that vulnerability, you know, even if you're a person, I just met with someone who she helps people learn how to do public speaking. And I said, well, you should be creating a community, not only giving them tips on how to be a more effective communicator, but also just sharing yourself with them, building community, starting discussion, creating a Facebook group. I want you to start thinking about all the things you can get busy making. I just think it's extremely empowering and you're so close. You're literally like, you know, an arm's length away from doing things that can create so much of what you really want, building an audience, creating a community, and then finding things that are valuable that you have to offer to offer to them. And in exchange, you know, you could be making an amazing living doing this over and over and over and over again. The only hurdle here is the overthinking it. You know, I say this to people all the time and then they spend weeks thinking about that one blog post or they spend a lot of time thinking about who's going to shoot the video and what are they going to post and how are they going to post it and what are they going to wear and who's going to take the photos. And I think we have to just get scrappy and start because we're going to do this many times and we're going to learn from it and we got to get busy just doing and doing and doing and then evaluating what's working. So I hope that's um, exciting and inspiring because it is so exciting to me. And now I'll be busy uh, making some video content. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so I want you guys to come follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller. I'll be doing a giveaway a couple times a week. I want you to be in my street team. I'll be posting things on Instagram. And if you go ahead and repost something I post, and in the comments you just say reposted, I will enter you into a giveaway and I'll be giving away awesome gift cards to awesome places like Etsy, Anthropology, and tons of other cool things. So come on over, follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller. I share there every single day. I go live there. I tell you what's really going on, what I'm struggling with. Um, And I'd love to see you there. It's the easiest way for me to connect with you because I'm reading all the comments and then I answer every single DM myself. So come on over. If you're not already, follow me at Instagram at kathy.heller. Follow me today. I would love to see you there. And um, if you want me to follow you back, I'm happy to follow you back. Just DM me and say, hey, Kath, follow me back. And I'll be like, awesome, cool. Okay, let me share some wins with you. So Derek wrote to us in the Facebook group, He said, humbly, I got several wins this past week. First, I just completed Julia Cameron's 12-week artist way and never miss a single day of morning pages. What a transformation. Second, I just received confirmation that I'll be performing the national anthem on my ukulele for the LA Lakers at Staples Center on November 7th. Perfect timing before Catch the Moon's two-day live event. That's awesome. Lastly, I took some time out to speak with a few individuals who have been inspired by what I've been doing as an artist. Thank you for all the inspiration and motivation. Well, Derek, thank you so much for sharing. That's amazing. First of all, you deserve a million pats on the back for completing the artist way. Because let me tell you from experience, that's not a walk in the park. It's challenging. It's challenging to consistently do those morning pages. It's challenging to 
make the time to take yourself on an artist date. But man, does that really work. I encourage all of you, go get that book. And if you haven't, go back and listen to the episode we did where we interviewed the author, Julia Cameron. It's such an incredible book that helps you get unstuck, helps you move through that self-doubt and the self-critic. And it is a 12-week process. So if you guys started now, um, come the beginning of the year, you'd be finishing that. And that might actually lead to tremendous transformation for you in 2019. Secondly, it's awesome that you are going to be at the Staples Center. I mean, you're such a rock star. So proud of you. Guys, if you're watching the Laker game on November 7th, make sure you catch Derek's performance. And if you want to find out more about his music, you can go to DerekSebastian.com. That's D-E-R-I-C-K-S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-N.com. He's an incredibly talented ukulele player. So I highly recommend you check it out. Okay. The next win is from Vanessa. She said, I recorded the video tips for my free 10-day plant-based reset plan, did all five in an hour, and just went ahead and posted them without obsessing. Better something than nothing. Thanks to the Overthinking Podcast. Yes. I love this. Way to not overthink it and just do it. Vanessa, I'm super proud of you. And I think your videos are going to be super helpful, especially for people who are looking to take better care of their health and nutrition. So I'm glad you got it done. If you guys want to follow her for her 10-day plant-based reset plan, you can find a link to it on amplifynutrition.teachable.com. Last win is from Morgan. She posted, my win of the week is I took care of myself after a really busy season of traveling. I did yoga three times, got out for a walk around the lake every day and made time to take a bubble bath. Gosh, I love this because a win doesn't necessarily have to mean you're always hustling and hustling and working your butt off. It could mean taking those moments to pause, reflecting on what your mind and your body really need and giving yourself that break to recharge. I just started doing something I've never done. I decided that I'm going to work on my subconscious mind in the areas that need a little tweaking. And so I opened my computer the other day in the midst of tons of projects. I said, I'm going to stop and work on something that is super productive. And I started making a Google Doc of evidence, evidence that my husband really cares about me, evidence because I want to change the script of these things I walk around with. You know, I walk around, oh, he doesn't see me, he doesn't get me. And so much of that is from my childhood. So I just said, I'm going to start keeping a list of all the things that I can look for to train myself to look for all the ways that he cares. And within a minute, I had written down like eight things. And it's amazing how that's changed my mood. Also with Los Angeles, you know, I'd been thinking about leaving LA and I started thinking, what if I stop resisting being here? And what if I just start getting super grateful for the fact that we live here and we have a beautiful life and a beautiful home here? And what evidence could I find that I love being here? And so the reason I'm mentioning that is because I think sometimes we look at wins as being productive in terms of like what we're doing for our business. But when you think about what you need for your own mental state, when you think about what you need for your own well-being, that is super, super important and really makes you extra productive. So I would love for you to take a page from Morgan's book and think about what are the things that you need so that you can be in the best state? What do you need? Do you need to take a walk? Do you need to take Pilates class? Do you need to start writing in a journal and changing the thought patterns? I recently talked to a friend who said every time she's with a guy, she thinks he's going to leave. I'm unlovable. So I would love to see people with thoughts like that. All of us have negative thoughts. All of us have things that we're suffering from. Like maybe you can start being aware of those thoughts and then being proactive at writing the opposite stories and knowing that your subconscious mind takes in whatever is repetitive and it it takes it on and it starts to uh, see the world through that lens. So I love that Morgan's taking time for herself and I want to encourage you guys to do that and also to take some time for the other parts of you that need that self-care as well. 
Okay, before we go on, we're going to take a quick ad break. Don't Keep Your Day Job is supported by Pocket, the app for reading, watching, and listening to all the amazing content you find on the web. If you love podcasts, you'll love Pocket's new listen feature. Any article you've saved can be read out loud, so the rest of you is free to cook, commute, work out, walk, or just relax and listen. Transform the way you read with Pocket from Firefox. Download from your app store or at getpocket.com. Okay, so let's answer one of your questions. Kelly posted in the Facebook group, everyone in this group is so inspirational and amazing. I'm loving watching you all go for your dreams, pursuing your passion and purpose, but I can't seem to find mine. It's not clear. I don't paint. I don't cook. I don't draw. I don't sculpt. Any advice about how to get clear when it's not clear? I'm really good at writing and proofreading, but I don't want to pitch to write garbage or sales copy. I want it to mean something. I'm so stuck. The weird thing is I can see so clearly what everyone around me should be doing. I see their passions and talents. I know every single step they should take, yet I can't see my own path. It's so frustrating. Please help. As always, you guys had some great advice for Kelly, so I'm going to share some of that. Greg Franklin, our star cheesecake baker, said... Let me just tell you, God has a weird sense of humor. I was determined that my passion was concert promoting. I love music, but have no music talent. I almost failed home economics and don't even like cooking, but now I'm opening a bakery and some of my biggest fans are the artists that I used to help with their concerts. You may not be able to find your passion, but it will find you. And Jen suggested taking a strengths finder test. And Valerie said, how about becoming a life coach since you're always giving advice to your friends? And Kelly said, that'd be cool, but how would I have any credibility with no real experience? So Kelly, you've heard me say this before, but I think it bears repeating. Clarity comes through action. You know, everybody wants that answer handed to them so that they can avoid sort of that like trial and error. But as Angela Duckworth said when she was here, grit means you understand that your passion isn't necessarily something you're going to discover, but it's something you're going to develop. So you're you're knowing that grit is the trial and error and you're sort of surrendering to that process. And I know that it's super frustrating, but I don't think it's going to be this never ending quest. I think that if you start trying a few things, if you made a list and said, here are the three things that sort of whet my appetite, start it, try it. Maybe by doing that one thing and starting your home organizing business or just helping two friends organize their closets. I'm making this up. Let's say that was on your list. You might actually realize that what you love most about it is helping people get unstuck emotionally with things. Maybe you'll be led then to take a yoga teacher training class. Maybe you'll realize that what you love is just the aspects that help you sort of get mindful. You love the sorting of things when you're organizing. And maybe you want to do things more like that. Maybe you realize you want to work in the floral arranging business because you can stand there and, and do something like that where you're in a garden, where you're present, where you're baking. You don't know where you're going to be led to, but I promise you will be led to the places that light you up the most. And also you have to start trying things, to test things, to see what's resonating, to see what's working. We have to have that humility to start in one place and then see where the world is directing us, what the world is saying, wow, that's really amazing. When you do that, that speaks to me. That that really helps me. That brings value. Um, one thing you could do is reach out to maybe you know five people who've known you for a few years and then five people who've known you before that and just ask them, what do you think are the things that you come to me for? When you're around me, what's the take-home message? You know, Do you come to me when you need a good restaurant recommendation? Do you come to me for advice? Do you come to me when you need a pep talk? Do you come to me when you want someone to help you rearrange your furniture? Like, there's low-hanging fruit there, but I would 
start to do things that inspire you. You know, when Amy Tangerine was here, she talked about walking into a scrapbooking class just because it piqued her interest and she didn't know anything about it. She wound up trading the teacher. She taught the teacher how to sew t-shirts and the teacher taught her how to scrapbook. And she wound up making a huge living from hand lettering and scrapbooking and making all kinds of stickers and crafts. But Patrick was here a few days ago and he talked about how he was a journalist and then he was a hair model and an engineer and he stumbled into furniture design. I think that we have to try things. I think just like walking into Baskin Robbins, you've got to try several flavors of ice cream sometime before you realize you had never tried the butter pecan and you really, really like it a lot. So I would like to encourage you to not know and to explore and to make room for that. You know, is there a local community college that has a bunch of classes? Could you just take a couple things? Maybe you want to take a class in auto mechanics or you want to take a class in graphic design. And what are all the ways, like, if you ask yourself, what do you do and who do you do it for? What do you really love to do? What do you really feel gives you the most sense of purpose? What is it? And then ask yourself, like, what are the best ways that you can deliver that? I mean, one thing is you said how much you love watching people pursue their passions and their purpose. And you said you love writing and proofreading. It seems like you're really proud of the people who are in this group. And maybe that would give you a big sense of purpose is like, how can you offer your editing skills and your writing skills to people who you believe in? Maybe you can help them with their copy. Maybe you can help them sharing the story on their website. Maybe you can help them with delivering you know, the speech they're going to give. Maybe you can help people with things that you think are purposeful. I have a friend who loves writing and and she wasn't sure what she wanted to do with it. And she started gathering people together in her home one evening. Everyone had the opportunity to get up and share a story from their life. And they loved doing it so much that they wound up renting a theater and people would get up. And there were two rules. One, you had to tell something that was true. And two, you couldn't apologize. You just got up and you had a few minutes to share a true story from your life. And people would read out something that they wrote, something true about their life. And it was just such an incredible event where people would come together and really share with each other aspects of their story. People don't do that much anymore. It made people feel really connected. It was an incredible way to spend an evening. And some of those people went on to write a whole play from what they wrote, or some people went on to just understand themselves better. Some people went on to write a book. Some people went on to just start coming to those uh, storytelling evenings much more often. So how can you not overthink it and just start something? You know, Invite some people over, share something you wrote. I mean, start with something and just see where it goes, see where it grows and see what aspects of it you like the most. Sometimes just you making space for other people might be purposeful enough. But I just encourage you to start and try. And I can assure you that the more you just sit there and think about it, it's not going to come. But if you get busy and you stop overthinking it, you're going to be amazed at what, what actually comes to find you. Okay, here's another question. Jeff posted this in our Facebook group. He said, it always starts the same way. I start a new job and feel pretty good about it. I don't hate what I do. I don't have a terrible commute, so it's cool. But I get the itch. It's inevitable. It's relentless. I don't want to do this for a living. I want to create. I have a wife and three kids to support. I can't just walk away from the job, but I don't want to keep going through this. The feeling of dissatisfaction, knowing your passion and what you really enjoy doing is what you do the least. Then I think to myself, screw it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to dig my way out of this slowly but surely. And then I stop and I give up only for the itch to come back later. I'm getting older. I never really did what I wanted to do. I have to break the cycle. I have to try for real this time. And he says he wants to tell stories through cartoon illustrations like comic strips. So here's some of the feedback that people in the group gave. And I wanted to show you this because it's an amazing group. You guys should come on over and join the Don't Keep Your Job Facebook group because it's a very supportive 
really amazing place where people are helping one another. So here's some of the feedback he got in the group. Michelle suggested that he listen to Chris Gillibo's Side Hustle School, which I agree with. She also said, start out in baby steps, especially if you have a family to support who's depending on your income. Pursue your passion on the side in the short term until it blows up. Your enthusiasm for the end goal will get you motivated each day to take steps towards leaving your day job. As Kathy's podcast often reiterates, do something daily that works you towards your passion. I usually have to work on mine late at night. I often stay up past 2 a.m. and then get up to do my daily grind the next day. I make sure to catch up on sleep on the weekends and also just working on what I love. Even if it's late at night, gives me renewed energy and joy for the next day because I know I won't have to live like this forever. Hope you will continue to pursue your passion. You can do this. And Virginia also added, I see my day job as my investor for my dream. It gives me the ability to do what I love while I build it big enough to be able to support myself and my family with my passion only. Sometimes it's about perspective. I wake up in the AM and I say, okay, I have to go to my investors now. If you see your day job as an investor to your dream, it gets easier to wake up in the AM and go. So I love that. That's great. You know, you see your day job as the investor that's helping you fund your your dream job. I, I've said that before. I, I agree with that. And Jeff, you know, the thing I would say is, if you can think about it this way, Daniel Pink said, often we see that people quit their job on the first anniversary of being there, second anniversary and third anniversary. So he said, instead of waiting for those milestones, maybe look ahead and say, if I would love to quit, let's say in six months, what would I have to do? What would I have to create? How much money would I have to be earning? What would I have to have going on momentum wise for me to be able to leave so I know that I have a viable business? And let that inspire you and fuel you. And then make it a must, make it a priority to listen to things every day that inspire you, to wake up early in the mornings. We can get such a great edge if we wake up earlier. I wake up now at five. If you would have known me in college or in my 20s, I honestly cannot believe that I wake up at 5 a.m. But I wake up so ready to rip it open because I think to myself, oh my gosh, there's so much that's possible. There's so many things I don't even know that are about to happen. There's going to be so many surprises. If I just plant some seeds and I take some action, I know that things are going to sprout bigger than my wildest dreams and momentum will come from over here and over there and I'll start having conversations and opportunities will come. So I'm always so excited to get busy working. And I know because I have three kids and I'm doing so many things right now, I know that I've got to get a head start on the day before the kids wake up and I get them to school and then I you know, do a podcast and then I got to go to the studio to write a song and then I'm working on running my licensing business and, and I got to go pick up the kids again and then I got to make dinner. I mean, there's so much to do. So I like to get a head start on the day and everything I've done, I've done with saying, let me just do a little bit. And it's amazing what happened. I started this podcast as a side hustle to having three children and running this whole music business where I was writing my own music, pitching other artists, teaching songwriter courses. And I was like, I'll just do this on the side. And I just said, I'm just going to give it like two hours a week. And that grew into a multi six figure business plus a book deal. And then all these speaking opportunities and it just keeps growing. And now that sort of a bigger thing that I have on my plate and, and everything else has become the, the side hustle. So I want you to see how close it is if you can just start carving out some time and then backtrack, say, I really want to be able to leave here in six months. So I'm going to commit to making sure that I've got energy. I'm, I'm really, really fired up because that's the ultimate thing that you need, right? The ultimate thing you need to be productive is to feel energized and ready to rip it open. So come up with either your power playlist of songs. You're going to get on this run. You're going to listen to this podcast, whatever you're going to do and create that ritual for yourself every morning or find a time in your week where you're going to dedicate some time, work backwards from where you need to be when you leave, start getting some momentum, 
go back and listen to the episode where we talk about how to how to quit your day job, right? And and think about what it takes to create an audience, to test ideas. Go back and listen to that. We we laid it all out there, and you'd be surprised what momentum you can create in six months. I know it's possible because I've done it many times with many things. I want to see you do it, and I want you to write back to us and let us know how it goes. So we had Wayne Fetterman make an appearance on Monday's episode with Patrick, and I got some DMs in my Instagram that you guys are like, he's so funny. He is awesome. And I wanted to share another piece from the live event. Check this out. Something that Wayne was saying and something that I said, I think you guys will find this inspiring. I was always, as soon as I learned about this story, I was fascinated by this guy, Pete Maravich, who is, and now you know the end, dead of 40, but basically traded in his child, like every day after school, four hours alone in the gym, right? Weekends, eight hours alone in the gym at a real OCD kind of ability to practice. Tell me if I'm getting anything wrong. Yeah, so so basically just became, he called himself a best. And then he plays college basketball, scores more points than anyone who's ever played college basketball. And he plays like a Harlem Globetrotter in a real game. So he's like fascinated, but... The media doesn't like him because they think he's a showboat is the term they used to use to insult a player who dribbled between his legs. So he goes to the NBA. He has kind of a star-crossed career. His whole thing is his whole dream is to like, oh, if I could just win a championship, I could be happy and I would put all this criticism to rest. I would mitigate all this criticism. It doesn't happen. The year, of course, he retires after 10 years. The team the next year goes on and wins a championship without him. So it's he's very depressed. He finally finds <laughs> some religion and then dies here in Pasadena playing pickup basketball. They do an autopsy, find out he doesn't have a right coronary artery. He literally like should not have been cleared to play high school basketball. Let pro could have died at any point on the court, anytime. So he has this kind of mythical thing about him. And I just thought it was an amazing story because I got so much joy out of watching him play this very flamboyant kind of style, but he was, it's a cautionary tale, I guess. Turn this around. All right. I said it with a bad question. It's okay. Listen. The reason why I asked you to tell that story, so when I was in high school, um, and she's streaming this on Facebook, so this is embarrassing, but uh, the guy, like my first kiss, it made no sense. I was like totally 16 candles. I was sophomore, awkward, Molly Ringwald and the Jake Ryan. He's the prom king of the senior class. He's like the on the football team, student body president. For some reason, it was so embarrassing. Like he wanted to date me. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Everyone's like, you, you? why why I'm like thank you I appreciate it um that was my whole sophomore junior senior year was those questions it was like could you just leave me alone and stop um so wait your problem was the most popular guy in school yes. wanted to date you yeah <laughs> yes yes okay because every yeah no everybody yeah that sounds horrible that yeah sounds it was horrible, horrible. <laughs> Because every person was like, why is he, why you? And it had this shining spotlight on the fact that it didn't seem right, it didn't fit, it didn't fit the picture. Anyways, so his uh, student body speech that won him the presidency of that class that year in Boca Raton, Florida, he got up there and he said, can the bee fly? Do bees fly? They do. You could just say yes. It's okay. Um, bees fly. And apparently, according to science, there's no way they can. Like, aerodynamically makes no sense. Their wings are just too small. They don't 
actually have the ability to fly. It's like an evolutionary mistake. It happens sometimes. Like basically, their bodies don't work. Like if you take the same physics and you apply that to Patrick's fancy, you know, me mechanical skills, <laughs> and you made anything try to fly, and you try to make anything with those proportions fly, it won't. So if the, the reason the bee flies is just because it thinks it can. Is this the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Yes. So this might be why Jerry Seinfeld is obsessed with bees. He loves the bees. You can ask him next time you hang out. We were having lunch once. He's like, hang on, it's Jerry. I'm like, that's weird. Like that, he just calls you. I don't have anybody in my life, like, except for you, baby. You call me sometimes. Um, <laughs> So that's what's inspiring. Pete Maravich, like under any other like circumstances, there could have been a kid who's like, ah, yeah, I'm sure there was something. Maybe he would get out of breath. He'd feel chest. He kept going. He didn't notice it to the point where like his doctor's like, I can't believe he got through middle school playing basketball at all. Like he should have been dead. This is ridiculous. But he didn't think about it. It wasn't a thing until it was. But I feel like for all of us, that is such a beautiful story that you look back and it's like, look what he became. So I want you to remember, I want you to honestly, you guys should all go and on the side, you can like, you can be beekeepers now. And you shouldn't do that because it's very dangerous. I don't know why people do this because it's terrible. But you should have a bee next to you to remind you that it really is all what you think you can do, honestly. Okay, I want to give a shout out to the groups that have been meeting up. You guys, we started these listing groups all over the country, all over the world. If you want to be a part of one, you can reach out to us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. You can also go to the show notes. There'll be a link to join a meetup group. Um, I really encourage you to be doing this because you can start listening to the episodes and then talking about the ideas you're getting and implementing them, brainstorming with each other. It keeps you accountable. It gets you excited. And it moves these things from just being in your head to actually starting to take form in real life. Malia reported, she said, for from the Pasadena LA group. We had a great first meeting last Thursday. It was just three of us and super awesome. I had so much faith and trust in these ladies. We took the time to share our stories, our goals, our aspirations, our challenges, and where we are in, in our respective businesses. We didn't plan this, but the very next day, we all took some kind of action. Clarissa is going to organize a vision board event, and she's planning on hiring a business coach. Liz offered to help Clarissa with planning her event. Plus, she's continuing to record her podcast. Shout out to Liz from our Everyone Can Podcast course. Her awesome podcast is called do the damn thing. You guys should go listen to it on iTunes. I love, love, love the concept of your podcast. Malia said, well, me, I have been avoiding self-care, mostly exercise. I realize I still have trauma in my body from last year. I have so many health issues and I've been making one excuse after another. So when I walked my bulldog the next time, I took off my backpack, unleashed him, and we both sprinted across the lawn of the Rose Parade Mansion. It was tough and I could only run back and forth twice, but next time I'm going to try three times. I also received my publishing contract, which was exciting. Our next meeting is Thursday, November 8th. You guys, how awesome is that? Look at what they're able to do from just one meeting, from that nudge of having the support from people around you who are all in on your idea, who help you really bring it to life. So if you want to join a meetup group, you can sign up through the link in the show notes or email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. Just let us know, hey, I want to join a group. I live in this area and we'll get you into a group. 
Okay. So I've mentioned these live tapings we're doing in LA. The first one is right now, probably while you're listening to this, we're doing it today, November 1st. Don't worry. If you couldn't make it, uh, we have another one coming up November 15th and it's going to be amazing. Uh, the guests include a super talented greeting card illustrator and amazing choreographer and a really cool producer, Liz Warner, who I was talking about before, who's been a senior editor at BuzzFeed for a while. It's going to be so much fun. So many great conversations and some musical performances too. Tickets are only 10 bucks. So if you want to claim your spot, go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash live and you'll find the form to sign up. I can't wait to see you there. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please tell us your wins or your questions. You can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller or post whatever you're working on in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. We have over 6,000 delightful souls there ready to cheer you on. You guys, if you liked this podcast, if you like any of the shows we're doing, please take a second and share the episode with a friend. Share it with someone who you think you know this would inspire. I love each and every one of you. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Monday. 